Gee, Steve, what are we going to do tonight? Same thing we do every podcast. Tell them how we season. We sees it episode 71 back in the theaters for nobody <laughs> right we're going we're going we're going back to the theater it's the first opening night for us here in Sonoma County um, and uh, this is the the first night it's back open so uh, yeah and we're doing it not for nobody but to go see nobody yeah I don't know. yeah we're not calling you people nobody that are, are listening <laughs> we're doing it for this. everyone yes <laughs> We're seeing nobody for everyone. It's it's what it is. Uh, so yeah, we're back in the theater. It's it's uh, the first day it's open. Or only the third show. I think this is the last of nobody. So for today, but that's cool. Super excited to see this. I was actually really excited to see this when I saw the trailer, because right away I was like, oh my god, this looks like John Wick. And it sounds like the the writer yes. uh, wrote the second and third, and I think the he wrote all three. Wrote the fr- okay, or directed the. He first. was he was involved with all three John okay. Wicks That's and, awesome. and a bunch of other stuff that are very John Wick like. Yeah. So the writer, the story will be very much. And then I started thinking about that a little bit. I'm like, mm, how how strong was the story in John Wick? I mean, the action was fabulous, but was the story great? No, but it landed too. I thought it was because it had this idea, this world building that kind of was built into it. it was I mean, it was it was great action, but it also kind of had this lore behind it. Oh, it that, had some. That I'm not saying it was bad. Element that I that I think made it stand out from your typical. But I don't uh, think it was winning any awards for the writing. But I mean, nothing against John Wick. <laughs> I love the the show, but I was just, I was like. I, my thought was is like okay is this going to be like off the charts like this great story probably it's a great action story and that's and that's fine and that's perfectly fine because that's what yeah. I'm going to look for right it's a short movie it's like an hour and a half so yeah. we're not going to get into the uh, the Zack Snyder realm here with, uh, <laughs> with, with running time <laughs> no but I'm going to go out and, and hashtag I want the so and so release of uh, this I want, I want four hours of John Wick-esque action I, um, now I was watching a talk show with, with Bob Odekirk the, the, the star he's the star mm-hmm. of this movie he's in Better Call Saul Breaking Bad as yeah. uh, Saul Goodman um, it sounds like he was the one that actually kind of came up with this idea of this family man, nobody, and he brought it to the to the writer and said, "Hey, how's this something like this sound?" Oh, okay. And and, and uh, he he turned around and wrote it. And uh, so I don't know if that gives Bob Odekirk uh, any sort of writing uh, credit or story credit or something, but. Uh, but he, because you you don't you wouldn't think of this him doing a role like this. It's, no, not uh, at all. He doesn't but, have that body. He doesn't have that <laughs> that uh, machismo look about him. No, that, you know, he looks and, like a Family Guy. Yeah, great. but that's that's what I think is. And so I read the synopsis a little bit, and they were talking about it is uh, just mild mannered, never stand. You know, he just takes everything you know and on the chin, never stands up, and then all of a sudden you know he stands up for someone getting harassed. Um, which gets him targeted by some drug dealers and then all the shit breaks loose and it finds out that he is literally like the fucking 
like secret agent, you know, trigger kind of the the Jason Bourne type. Right. Like, yeah, you don't know he's this, and then all of a sudden he's whooping your ass. You he's know. taking on the Russian mob. I yeah, guess is what uh, premises and the director's Russian too, so they're allowed to throw those sort of baddies <laughs> in there without any getting any any trouble. <laughs> right. Profiling, pro, pro, I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it is what it is. But yeah. I like um, I I have this idea now. After the movie, we'll we'll find out. But um, it looks like he's a guy who knows how to fight, but more so knows how to take a hit. Because it looks like he gets hit a oh, he, lot yeah, in this. He looks like he gets his ass and, handed to him a little bit. Yeah, and I like that. It's like he's, you know, he gets, he's he's able to handle himself, but just he does it a lot by taking the hits and just being able to, to take the punishment. Yeah, he's and built continue, up that armor. And continue to push through. And so I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see that part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's one line in it that I thought, I'm like, okay, they're, they're going to add some comedy and a little cheesiness, and it's the the daughter had she there take her kitty cat bracelet or whatever and at one point he's like yeah. punching a dude who's like where's the kitty cat bracelet i'm like okay we're gonna get a little bit of that which is fine i yeah. mean as long as it's not too much you know we didn't have a lot of that in jason you know or john wick i was gonna call him jason Bourne, john wick <laughs> but uh you know it's like uh i'm okay with it as long as it's not too much like I like my comedy and my superhero movies, not so much in my my rock'em sock'em uh, gung fu movies. Gotcha. You know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like not too overboard. So we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, yeah, we don't have a drink for this one yet because we haven't seen it. Um, Maybe they're serving beer. Yeah, hopefully they're serving beer. Um, but what we'll do is we'll 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 cut out from here. We'll go watch it. So uh, this will be spoiler-free up through this point. We'll go watch it. We'll come back, and then we'll do a quick probably five, ten minutes on a spoiler-free post-watch. Okay. Uh, and let you know what, and then we'll probably add a little bit of extra on after that. Well, but we'll give you a spoiler warning before we give you any real spoilers. Gotcha. Although we already spoiled the what you find out in the uh, trailer, and uh... that's not really a spoiler. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree. <laughs> if you can see it in a trailer before you go in, it's not a spoiler. That's that's a what do they call that? That's a um, a hook. That's okay. to get you into the theater. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because we would have never known it was John Wick esque if it if we didn't watch the, the trailers. That's true, and they will even throw from the producer of yeah. John Wick or something. Oh God! Well, this is such a huge movie and franchise that you you want to capitalize on that. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, those are the people that are probably... If you enjoy John Wick, you'll probably enjoy this movie. Well, and you also have probably the people out there look at it and say, oh, that looks like a ripoff of John Wick. So the fact that they throw oh. that in there, they're kind of covering it. So yeah, you don't want to rip off John Wick. Yeah. And, and don't fuck with his puppy. <laughs> right. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and don't take the kitty cat bracelet. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys in a little bit. All right, we're back. Just back from the movie. And... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. First impressions. It, it was a good time, especially the second act. If you like a lot of, you know, it wasn't it didn't quite have the charm of John Wick. It didn't. It, I don't think my wife would enjoy it like she loved John Wick. Oh really? But okay. This, but this was just if you like some good bloody fun. <laughs> a lot, uh, kind of a lot more gunfire. Yeah. <laughs> I actually thought it had a little. I like the charm of it just because. You know, uh, the main guy, he's kind of like a, a normal dad. I liked it. I think I wanted a little bit more yeah. of it. It seemed the pace was a little more... It kind of... You know, if, if John Wick was kind of this hardcore jazz, this was more like classical. It didn't <laughs> quite, so it doesn't quite have as much uh, much moving it, uh, moving along in the beginning. But it, it was really inventive. I really like uh, 
Bob Odekirk and and some, oh, he kills some of the supporting cast was, was he, fun too. The, yeah, the acting, the actors in this, actors and actresses really did a good job. I, I don't think there's any that were were bad. Um, I think they all played their parts very well. Um, I think he, he yeah he was a great main character in this. His he 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 played the nobody character really well. Yeah, he did. Um, and it's. <laughs> I thought it had a, I mean, going into it, I thought there was going to be the little cheesy lines and stuff like that, and there were, but they worked. Surprisingly, worked a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah. So, uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. This is uh, definitely a good entertainment uh, popcorn movie for people that like, that aren't afraid of uh, gun violent <laughs> movies. Right. Um it's can, all, yeah, who can appreciate gun violent movies? Right. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of a Home Alone kid grows <laughs> yeah. up yeah. and gets trained by the best uh, espionage, S, uh, FBI, counterintelligence, like just... It, it's it, it, it's if the kid the Home Alone kid grew up and was John Wick. Yeah, they're going to add Macaulay Culkin playing the character. And we'll see what, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. Just it had a lot of that, it, it, a lot of that kind of detail to it, where, it, it, and it was also very on fast moving. Um, it didn't really have a slowdown. I th I still think it took a little while to to get going. I wasn't quite as uh, drawn into the story at the beginning, uh, but what what was fun were the action sequences. Right, <laughs> they just they were just uh, yeah. You're not going to you're not to going to see this to to watch the the story envelop. We've been watching a lot of series with a lot of kind of dramatic <laughs> uh, uh, threads that go throughout, and this is a this is definitely a return to just a a ninety minute script that kind of hits the hits the beats that that kind of draw you in it doesn't get too deep into it you get a sense of kind of the a little bit more two-dimensional characters yeah. but, oh, for but sure. uh but it's still uh, very inventive with its you know how how it and, chooses to kill each person one by one and there's some interesting little tidbits in between where they have some fun moments yeah um i thought the soundtrack worked pretty good at least there's one part that really got me going I, I was I was really playing the drums on my legs and I, <laughs> I saw you doing that. Oh, that was the uh, the uh, like a little car chase kind of thing with the the music. Joan Jett or something yeah. like that. Really played out well. I, I really enjoyed that. I like I like movies that can do that where they can get you kind of you know almost wanted to get up and dance a little. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thought it was a perfect scene. There was a lot of cool stuff. Um, he definitely got beat up pretty good. Uh, yeah, you, you were right in the beginning. He he can take a punch <laughs> and a stabbing and everything else, and and it worked out great. I, I thought I thought it was a great film. Uh, it definitely is something if you are um, if you're triggered by blood and people getting shot or in pain, this is not going to work for you. <laughs> um, if you like kind of realistic fight scenes. At a at a glorified level. Glorified level. Yeah, it's more John Wick than Rambo, definitely. Right. Uh, so uh, you have a little bit more more comedic element to it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, satisfaction when you see the, the the bad guys get what's coming to them. <laughs> exactly. Although I guess in Rambo you yeah you might get some satisfaction as well. <laughs> True. Uh, <laughs> you also get uh, Sly Stallone's grimaces, and that's not quite as <laughs> quite as entertaining. Yeah. No, it was good stuff. I I really liked it. I Kind of, there there was a lot about it that was really good um and uh what what's the main guys uh um the actor bob yeah, odekirk yeah oh, bob odekirk i was I'm like i'm it's odin something I can't, <laughs> I couldn't think. he did a really good job and and i know you really liked him from um 
the song, song about, Goodman, about Saul. Yeah. And uh, I remember him from that show, from um, the first one, the uh, Breaking, Bad. Breaking Bad. And I thought he did a good job. And it's funny because he almost looks younger in this one than he did in Breaking Bad. He said he spent about two hours getting, or two, I'm sorry, two hours, two, uh, two years getting kind of fit for this. Okay. Um, he said, you know, because he kind of got the ball rolling on it, he said it takes a long time to get a script, act, or, you know, get, yeah, yeah. get a script uh, all the way to production, greenlit and stuff, and so he was kind of in the background doing a lot of working out just to make himself, you know, able to handle a lot of the, a lot of the action. Does the action you know, stuff, yeah. You know, he, there was a scene where he had a shirt off, he looked pretty good for a yeah. For a guy his age, and, I, was gonna, uh, you know. I would hope he's older than me. I mean, I'm I'm going to be 50 this year, and and I would hope to look that good. But I, I know <laughs> I need to work on maybe two I, years worth of work. This yeah. was this was all pre-COVID too. It was shot oh. before before COVID, so uh, uh, he, you know, he doesn't have the COVID excuse going for him. Gotcha. So we've the got co- that a little bit. So we have COVID a little, 40. We have a little time to yeah. <laughs> to, to, to hey, to, but they, know, they did some of these they did have a COVID scene in there. They all pulled their masks on, you know. <laughs> Uh, so, <laughs> although they were in a club, not not six feet apart, um, but no, I would have to say that this is definitely a um, if you're into just pure uh, gung fu type movies, a lot of action, um, not looking for hardcore story. You know, you can turn your brain off and just enjoy a little bit. I, I think this is a good movie for it. Yeah, very resourceful, and, and it wasn't just gun. Gun through. Yeah, well, that's he was, what, he was a lot more resourceful in whatever he had. Yeah, around. I think mean, I, I kind of you know the gun foo kind of comes from the John Wick where yeah. he you know he he didn't do I, I wouldn't say he did as much of the martial arts style stuff that's that he did that you would see with the John Wick character, but it it has its own flavor. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a little different, and he's and he's not as much into the guns either, really. In, in like especially in the first act, he kind of like you said, improvising. That's that that Home Alone style, right? So really good stuff. Cool. All right, well I think uh, I think that's it for our our quick shot of before and after the movie, and uh, then we'll we'll put together another one. Uh, so after this, it'll all be spoilers. That's right. We'll get do a little research so we yeah. can have have a few facts coming into it as well. Um, yeah, good. Awesome. All right, so we'll see you in a little bit. <laughs> All right, we're back. So hopefully you just got back from watching uh, Nobody in the theaters uh, like a good person and um, helping support those theaters get back from this COVID restrictions now that they're opening up. And uh, hopefully you're just coming out of that and you're going, you know what? I want to listen to the How We Sees It uh, podcast where they talk about that movie because <laughs> I want to hear what they had to say about it. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, we, we uh, if you're if you're with us now, it means you probably listened to the first part, which is our spoiler-free section, and now we're going to go into our spoiler section of of the theatrical release of uh, Nobody. Yeah, and his name is Bob um, Odenkirk. I think I was saying Oderkirk, but it's Odenkirk. Oh, I knew it was Odenkirk. Just, just throwing that out there because <laughs> I think you said Odenkirk. I knew. Did I? I, okay. I think so. I I listened to the the other part, and I I believe you said Odin. Uh, if if not, tell them to uh, get a hold of us and let us know we're loud and wrong. Um, love to hear it. <laughs> Anytime you think we're loud and wrong, go ahead and uh, shoot us a, an email uh, or hit us up on our Facebook spot or uh, Instagram uh, and let us know that we're uh, you don't agree with us. You saw it differently. Tell us how you sees it. Um, okay, let's get it uh, now. So now we're getting into the spoilers, and I, and I wanted to talk a little bit more about about what this was. Some of the cool things, and I did I did my 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 due diligence, and I went and listened to some podcasts. There's not nice. a ton of them out there because it's still just this has only been out in the theaters about a week. Um, 
week, and then I think it's hitting on demand in about uh, two weeks. So yeah. if, if you don't have the theaters open, you'll still be able to catch it if you want to. I'm not sure what it'll cost, but... Uh, yeah, but I think a lot of people were really excited, like we were, to get back into theaters. Um, and some people saw this in the theaters. Some people got some advanced copies, a couple yeah. different things. Uh, hey, listen to a bunch of different people. You and I talked about our, our theater experience, but I don't think we shared it with the audience. It was kind of, I mean, because this was day one as far as the theater we yeah. went to opening on Wednesday. And it was kind of, it was kind of a ghost. I mean, there were there were people, especially at concessions and stuff, but it was really odd seeing all the old posters from, you oh, know, God, right? over, over a year ago. They hadn't changed out the posters <clears throat> and they hadn't changed out the signs that said what was playing right. in each theater. So it was like, I, I was looking at my ticket going, what's this? And I look up and it's got, you know, you know, it had some, Invisible Woman or Invisible, Invisible Man, Man. <laughs> which was the last movie I had seen in a theater a year ago. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah, no, what was some of the, the movie posters was like, uh, there was a uh, Wonder Woman, uh, yeah. nineteen eighty four. Onward, the, the onward, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy that it was. It's that long ago. Um, yeah. Well, and then so the other interesting thing we got, which really kind of ruined the whole theater uh, thing for me, was we got no trailers. We didn't. I know. It just went, yeah, we got a commercial, and then it started right up into the movie. Yeah, so that was kind of strange, and I, I, I was kind of bummed about that because I am one of those people that I personally think the trailers are part of the movie, and you pay for that, and, and, and that's mm -hmm. part of the experience, and I love it. Even even if it's like five bad trailers, I would rather have that than none. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. I was kind of bummed about that. But, I mean, I, I think... Part of this is is they opened up as soon as they could. They were, they didn't get any new stuff from you know the the uh, what am I thinking of? What's the name of those places that put out movies? <laughs> the, studios, <laughs> the studios. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my brain went dumb. It's Friday. Um, so yeah, no, it, uh, it, it, I don't think they got their their due diligence from them as far as like updated posters for new stuff coming out, new new trailers and stuff. So I think I think that's part of what it is. They're just doing the best they can to get everything back up and going. I mean, but it was great. I mean, they had a a, a nice snack bar there. We were able to get a beer while we were there. We uh, we had uh, Hen House uh, Stoked, yeah, uh, Simcoe, and I. And so. we were I didn't check the uh, date on it. Um, I'm, it I'm was hoping, three. I'm, hope, I'm hoping it wasn't from a year ago. You know that they still no. Oh no, God, that would be crazy. No, uh, I actually did look at that, and it is the current one out. Okay. Um, it is. Uh, it was had a born on date of three eighteen uh, twenty one. So it was it was a pretty fresh beer. Okay. Good. Um, I know I know Hen House is very strict about that. They uh, they uh, do not sell anything over a month old. Um, they just, they just don't do it. That's one of their things. And so, um, and I don't, I'm not sure how they are with stores, but I think they, they pull their stock if it's over that age too. So, uh, I know they're all about having that fresh beer, beer experience. So, um, and we had a fresh beer. Uh, it wasn't my favorite Hen House, uh, as no, far as neither. the Stokes no. go, uh, no. and it, it, but this, the, the Hen House Stoked, uh, and I've talked about these before is it's a, it's a rotating, uh, hops edition. So this was Simcoe. So it's basically uh, the base malts um, are stay the same. The grist stays the same. And then they just change the hops that they add to it so that you can actually have these beers over and over again and, and actually see the different flavors that just the hops um, add to the beer. And so um, and what's that I called? Really... That's like single single hop? Or no, that's well, they call it smash smash beers. They have them where it's a single mat or a single uh, malt, single hop. But I don't believe it's a single malt. Um, I, I think it has. Okay. It's a. It's a. It's it's 
put together, but I don't believe it's a, a single. It's it could be a smash beer. It's pretty close to it. It's the same principle where you can change one ingredient and kind of see the flavor flavor profile difference. Yeah, uh, I really like the Hin House Stoked uh, Citra and um, Mosaic. Um, I've really enjoyed those ones. So it's it has to do more with the 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 hot presence of the Simcoe is is just not one that was my top top taste. Um, speaking of beers and drinking stuff, uh, we didn't get it. We didn't get to talk about what we're drinking uh, at the theater <laughs> then because you know we didn't know what we were gonna do. But I know we kind of took a chance to do. Uh, did you come up with a drink for this one? I, well, I just poured some of my own Czech Pilsner. I, I I didn't know if we were doing drinks. I thought I knew we'd talk about the the Stoke. So <laughs> so I I no I I didn't have uh, no I didn't come up with anything. I, you know I could okay. I could have poured a I probably, he had like a, a glass of whiskey at one point. Um, yeah. And there was a uh, whiskey, there was a wine, uh, there was a shot of uh, probably a vodka. Um, if we go with uh, the Russian mobster in the, yeah. in the mm-hmm. in, you could have taken a shot of Coke off your finger if you wanted. Um, nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I got a chaser here. Maybe I'll uh, follow, follow this, this up. <laughs> uh, no problem. Uh, I, uh, I did put a little thinking into it. And one of the things, um, uh, first off I was thinking, okay, uh, I like the idea he had the whiskey and then I was thinking, okay, what would I bring out of my past as a drink, you know, to kind of, cause you know, a lot of this has to do with digging up his past in a way, right? He, he snaps back into his old self and I was like, ah, oh, I should do shots. Cause I did shots when I was younger and I don't do shots now <laughs> essentially. And then I was like, no, 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 that's, that's too easy. I'm going to, I'm going to find something else. And I start thinking, you know, this is a dad, a dad kind of movie. You know, he's like, he's like John wick with a dad bod kind of thing. Um, so I was going, I was thinking, okay, well, uh, I know barrel brothers has a, uh, beer called dad pants. And I was like, oh, that might kind of work. And then I went to my refrigerator on the back patio with all, all my beers in it, opening it up and staring at me right in the face was another uh, Barrel Brothers beer. But this one is Hello uh, Dankness, My Old Friend. And so <laughs> I started thinking about it. I'm like, okay, that's a play on the Hello Darkness, My Old Friend. I'm like, oh, that's exactly what it is. It's the darkness, you know, in his past, but it's his old friend. And it really does come out and it, and it shows, you know, he's much happier once he starts whooping some ass. Yeah. Right. And uh, so I was like, okay, I like that. That works. You know, <laughs> it, it put it together. It, it, did, it did its thing. So this is a Barrel Brothers uh, 2.5 um, IPA, uh, 90 IBUs. Uh, it's a, got an ABV of 9.5. Holy shit. So you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm going to have you're fun this feeling one. this one. Yeah. Yeah, so Barrel Brothers is another one of our local breweries. They're they're out of Windsor, uh, California. Um, this was actually one that we were gonna use in our our big beer brew uh, beer tasting that we did. We were um, doing the triples. Yeah, but uh, but Jeremy forgot to bring it over, so it it missed out on it. So I'm gonna I'll give us a little little taste update on that one. Cool. Um, so I I kind of it, it wasn't our normal drink special, but uh, it is kind of. So, uh, so much better smell than the, the, the Simcoe hen house had. It's got a nice kind of citrusy hop smell to it. Yeah. That Simcoe is just kind of like the straight barnyard taste or smell to me. Okay. So this is, this definitely has that, that dankness flavor to it. You know, it's got that kind of, uh, the, not, uh, I'm trying to think of what a good word for it is, but it's a, it's a, a, a nice 
thick hop flavor to it, kind of like you get, you know, you get the 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 strong uh, grassy notes to it, where it, it pulls it in, kind of feel. <laughs> I want to I want to describe it as a high and low sensation, where it, it has that it pulls you low, you know, it's down it's down into it, and um, I don't know if that goes over well in a flavor uh, ex- explanation, but. That's a good one. It um, has a good malt to it um, with a nice like hop over the top. Hop over the top. So, right. Um, definitely a strong hop flavor. This would, uh, you know, when we talk about West Coast style beers um, and they, they have that more of that bitterness and that, that higher um, kind of uh, almost like a, a grassy hop feel to them, hop tasteness. It has that, but it has a, a darker kind of... Um, what do we call it? what we kind of uh, earthy earthy was the way we described it like an earthiness to it you know uh pulls it pulls it down so it's not so bitter it's it's actually really pretty good I, i'm i'm impressed with it nice so so okay yeah i wish i wish i could pour you guys all a, a little cup so you could get your taste and we can get your input but <laughs> yeah this one's all for me so that's right <laughs> i get to look at your pretty expressions as you're drinking too so yeah and then when i start slurring at the end of this because it is a 9.5 no it shouldn't hit me that I, and I just ate, so that's that's even better. All right, let's get back into this uh, spoilerful um, spe- section of uh, the the movie, right? So we talked about um, the main character Bob Odekirk, which is funny. Some of these, uh, some of the podcasts, at least two or three of them, were calling him Bob Wick. Bob Wick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, uh, I, uh, that's pretty funny. Uh, it it definitely fits because it's definitely in that that John Wick era, you know, genre. I, I w- I wonder if uh, you know we, we talked about the writer being the same same one who wrote all three screenplays yeah. from from John Wick, and I wonder if he was trying, you know, they teased it a little bit, and I, I think they even talked about. I think the director mentioned he'd love to do a crossover with John Wick, and yeah. and and uh, nobody um, character, and um, but they have like the scene with. You know, he the goes barber. to the barber and then he gets the gold. And so they're kind of teasing it a little bit. But I wonder if the uh, the writer held back because he didn't want to kind of cross cross it, you I, know, use the same sort of material. He was trying to go a different direction. Um, I think he put enough in there that you could have a crossover, but it's not so deep that it it it, it, it was like, oh, that's definitely a pool. And, you know, yeah, they it, never it acknowledged form- that it was the same yeah. world, but they, they certainly left it open as a possibility if it ever worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. We talked about earlier, too, that you said that this was based on uh, a Bob uh, Odekirk idea, right? And and so I found this. It was it, it is based on an idea of him who Bob Odekirk dealt with a home invasion himself uh, by trapping the trespassers in a basement, oh. right? Uh, he was frustrated how the authorities dealt with the situation and had thought uh, how he would have taken it, uh, matters into his own hands if he was a badass. Wow. And so more of the story than I heard. That's great. Yeah. So I thought I'm like, that's pretty cool, Uh, which is funny because some of the other uh, podcasts I listened to, one of the guys was talking about, uh, you know, they were they were kind of giving him shit about not hitting the guy, you know, or not hitting them. And then, you know, the, the, the neighbor coming out like, oh, you know, I wish it was me. And, uh, you know, they were talking about that. And, and like, there's a lot of people that, you know, talk that way. But there's also a lot of people that, you know what? You probably shouldn't fuck with them, and and you know if they say I wish it was me, they probably could throw some <laughs> throw some shit their way. Yeah. I, I mean, I I know I wouldn't hesitate if I <laughs> if it was I, me. What one of the 
one of the things I liked about the script, which which I I have some issues with the movie that I want to get into more, but one of the things I really liked about that scene in particular is how they later revealed how oh, why he, yeah. why he didn't attack the guy because he's about to swing and and then and you think oh he's just kind of a coward or or he's he's trying to change his ways but really he he reveals that he saw he knew exactly what kind of gun it was he could tell that it was that there were no bullets and and so in, in like a fraction of a second he went uh you know he figured this all out and uh and just said nope i'm not going to do it so uh because... that was so freaking that was probably one of my favorite parts of the movie was the fact that they called back to that and showed that that was a decision of yeah, him to that... be you know it, yeah, it elevated his his uh, reaction. You saw that he was well, he he completely had his wits about. It. He could have done whatever he wanted. Yeah. He chose not oh, to. Oh yeah. yeah. Not only that, but then it, it pays off even more is when uh you know, he finally tracks down, right? You know, we get the the tattoo, he sees the tattoo, he's able to track it down, you know, to go get the <laughs> to get the kitty cat uh bracelet. And uh you know, he's he's for one I didn't really pick up onto this until I thought about it a little bit later. He went ninja ass into that house, right? They never show a door open or click or anything like that. The, the guy comes down the hallway and he just scoots out of the shadows. And you're like, oh, shit, he came out of nowhere. Um, uh, and he could have just handled it there. But he saw and realized that it wasn't the situation they weren't really bad people they were just in a bad situation doing what they could because the baby had the the ventilator stuff although yeah. i the only thing i didn't like about that was is if they really were doing that why would she still be wearing that watch she should she should upon that if they were really robbing it to just get the money kind of thing like that to do to do whatever she wouldn't still be wearing it she would have pawned it yeah um, that was my only bad side about that one um yeah one of my big criticisms of the movie and this is be maybe because we've been watching a lot of series and stuff but but that that go into more character development but here all the minor characters almost had their arc left off you know you you get yeah. kind of introductions to these characters and you know you're you're wait, waiting for some sort of payoff or something to kind of circle back and it seemed like a lot of them were left uh, never, never re-acknowledged. Like you talked about the neighbor. I mean, he does steal his car, but that's that's the only thing. Yeah. You don't you don't really come back to any sort of. <laughs> you don't get any sort of. I don't know if you're looking for satisfaction or some or like that or or his side of satisfaction that's a little bit more you know thoughtful and at the same time puts the other guy kind of more in their place. I saw it with uh, only with you know the the um, the. The, his boss's was a son or something that yeah his brother-in-law you know he, he punches punch, his ass he, he punches him and and then basically kind of okay sit down you know and, and calms <laughs> yeah. him down and stuff um but well, then we never see them again um yeah well they get the payoff right i think i agree with you a little bit on that and i disagree with you a little bit because i i think the the neighbor set it up is like him taking the car was the kind of like throwback at the neighbor, right? Because he was out there bragging. You know, his dad died and left him this car, and all he cared about was, oh, will it go zero to six? You know, he he showed no remorse for the father dying or anything like that. So I think that was the payback is him stealing the car, which I thought was, that worked out great. I love the fact, too, that he comes out and he hits the little clicker and the, the you know, nice uh, black, you know, uh, car across the street yeah, clicks, yeah, yeah. but he goes... Which is probably the Russians, right? They probably that was the car, one of the cars they brought in. Right. And he's all, but wait, there's this. <laughs> and so I, I thought that paid off really well. I thought it was really cool. 
Um, I agree with you. Uh, like the brother didn't get any kind of background story, which I was a little bummed about. Like, you know, he, he, we got the picture of him, a little bit of the over the top talking on the, the radio. And then he just kind of shows up and didn't get really a payoff. We got a little bit for the dad, right? Because when you realize that when he goes in and he takes the, the FBI, um, badge and gun and money that that was his dad's badge that was that was uh, right that's true the f- yeah so he and was I probably lo- a- i loved how the dad actually was was <laughs> giddy with excitement about you know coming you know getting out of the the home and out of the rest <laughs> home and actually actually well, yeah carrying some shotguns around as uh <laughs> christopher lloyd killed it in this yeah. um as as uh pops uh manzel uh and then so yeah one of the cool things they started off with that is when you first see him, you're like, is he even, you know, conscious? Is he kind of like, is he there at all? And then when he comes back to get the gun, he like turns around, he's right there. He's like, you're back quickly. You know, <laughs> you get a little bit, okay. And then the best scene though is when the, when the two Russians try to come take him out and he just handles. <laughs> oh, I got to sneeze. Oh, okay. Yeah. He, uh, I was so excited. I had to sneeze. Um, <laughs> He just, uh, he, I just love it, you know, right from underneath the blanket, just the, the shotgun just blows the guy across the room and then, and then holding the guy there so he can't scream when the guy checks in on him and like, and got that smile. Um, I know we, you know, right away when Christopher Lloyd came up, we were like, oh, it's, you know, it, it was uh, Dr. Brown from, uh, you know, um, Back to the Future. But one of the things I really, it, it hit me, and, and it was kind of funny. I, I, it took me a minute to realize exactly what it was, but uh, the show Barney Miller uh, had the <laughs> character Fish, paid by Abe uh, Vigoda. Something about him, he looked like Abe Vigoda, and he was one of my favorite characters, and I loved that show and everything about him in that show. So when I saw that, I was like, man, that, how cool would that be to do like a, a Barney Miller and have Christopher Lloyd play uh, Fish? <laughs> well, I, that, I, I mean, he, had, was, he was in uh, Taxi, which was, I think, around the same time as Barney Miller playing. Right, but I'm saying but, now, because Fish was old right. during, during the show. That's what I'm saying. He'd be, he would fit that character now. Right, right. And so I thought that was, and uh, you had brought up a point, and I, I don't think it was on the pod, cast necessarily but when we were walking out is uh christopher lloyd refused to have um like fake shotguns or you know yeah. <laughs> light shotguns for for the he wanted to carry them and he wanted to carry all that weight by himself and so i got to give the guy props i know uh i listened to one podcast and they were like oh that was the most unbelievable this old man i'm like you know if you're an old badass like if you believe like you know Liam Neeson can do all the stuff he did in in Taken and all that. He, you know, he's an old guy. You could do the, he, he can still do that. You know, yeah. it, it, it's more about training and not, uh, and mentality than just physical. Um, so yeah, I, mentality. I, they all seem so eager to just you know shoot people <laughs> or do. You know, well, at least, I mean, at least Christopher Lloyd, the father, did. Yeah. <laughs> so when we when we talk about uh, the the you know nobody right. Uh, he literally is what he said he was an auditor you know the last person you want to see he said he was an auditor for the army or he he said something about being in the army at one point but then he's like yeah i used to work for all those three-letter acronyms that you don't ever want to mess with and and i was the last person you wanted to see and so he literally was just 
a, an assassin essentially you know well, i love that i love that scene when he's uh trying to find the tattoo and he goes in and oh and, god yeah they all they all kind of come up to him because he flashes the fbi badge that's uh, that's identified as oh that's a fake and stuff but then the guy the other guy spots his uh his little his tattoo two you know two hearts it was, seven or whatever it was uh, it was a it was a two and a seven of cards which is the worst hand in poker right and, in five card draw poker or not five card draw but uh poker and the and way the yeah. guy turns around and uh <laughs> leaves and completely locks the door like you know looks in the window and shuts it <laughs> oh yeah no it, it, the best thing is like thank you for your service and he goes through the door shuts it then you hear a lock another <laughs> lock another big deadbolt another bar over the thing and then shuts the little window and they're like I mean, it was just perfect. Like we talked about in in uh, Schneider Cut, how long those uh, you know slow mo scenes were and how long they took. And this was one of those ones that it had a long kind of run to it, but it was worth it. Yeah, you know, yeah, it had fun. click, 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 click. <laughs> and then, you know, they look back to the guys, and the guys like, "What the fuck?" You know, the other the tattoo guy, he's like, "What's going on?" <laughs> so yeah, that was great. I tried to look up if that tattoo meant anything and I couldn't find anything. Okay. Um, I, I did. I, I, it was a quick search and I didn't know exactly what to search. So I don't know if it has any true meaning, but you know, they, I love the fact that they played that into the, you know, that the, the, you know, old veteran from like Vietnam era spots it and knows exactly what it is. And uh -huh. it's like, Oh shit, the wrong guy to fuck with. <laughs> so, yeah, I liked those moments that I don't think there was enough of them. I wished there were some more payoffs in the movie that kind of gave you that satisfaction. Well, the trailer was such, it was such a solid trailer. And if you liked the trailer, that's, I, I don't think there's that much more this movie has to offer except for some badass action sequences and stuff. But as far as kind of the, 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 the trailer does play a lot of it. Like it, it does a lot for that first, uh, fight scene in the bus. Yeah. Which is probably one of the better hand to hand, just fight scenes. It, uh, after that, it, it's more just shooting there. There is the house scene where it has a little bit more hand to hand, <coughs> excuse me. And, and some other stuff, most of it is more of a shooting and stuff like that. But that bus scene was really good. And, and um, one of the things that people were talking about is like how it started off that he literally was kind of rusty and getting his ass handed to him a little bit. Like, I mean, <laughs> he kept yeah, taking all those really hard punches. And yeah, that was yeah. But it was almost like it almost like it was like each punch knocked a layer of rust off. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and just opened well it up. Said, yeah. So. One of the things I thought, uh, and it was really, uh, it was during those scenes, and I, I looked over at you, and I was gonna, I wanted to talk about it at, at then because I was like, I know you'll understand, it, and any of our martial arts friends or anybody who's done any like knife fighting, you know, one of the scenes is he, the guy grabs him by his arm, but he doesn't control the knife, and the next thing you know, he's cutting his arm. Oh, up. I know. <laughs> and it's like one of those we always talk about that grab a greater control, and just <laughs> some of the some of the moves they did, I was like, okay. There's well, the some wrist. Legit... You got to control the wrist when they've got a knife. In yeah. Hand. Yeah. And, and, but there's some legit stuff in that, in that fight scene. And I was like, man, that, that was some really cool. Like, like we see in, in the John wick, um, one of the, the, the stork, <laughs> the stunt choreograph guys or the fight choreograph guys was one of the big guys in the bus fight. He was the one that in the hospital got the chair thrown at him. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> Oh, that was, I think that was the one I, I laughed out loud, like super loud in the theater when, when the guy hit him with the chair, when he threw it at him. It was well played. It was just, um, it was a, you know, it was across the entire screen, but it came in so fast yeah. and just smacked him. 
Yeah, he took that. He took that chair hit pretty good. I, I'll give it to him because yeah. But I think he was he was the 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 stunt choreograph or the at least the fight choreograph guy. Okay, I thought that was pretty cool that he got he got in there. They got, did a, got to do some stuff. They had a couple really uh, good scenes that I think they probably could have used something else at the end because they did it twice and it seemed like it was it was building on itself. But when when he's after the fight he starts telling his story to oh god those are and, great too and and it, you get little pieces but then you know it cuts back and the guy's dead before he finishes it and then it happens i thought that was like brilliant i loved it too i just i think i think they could have gotten away with a little bit more i'm saying this because i think 90 minutes it seemed like this movie had sure. more to offer it it, yeah. it it had some missed opportunities and they i i think it was too tightened if they had more more things they could have added or or maybe something more to the script they could have fleshed out do, do we need to start a hashtag more. we want we want the the other release the four hour uh, nobody release <laughs> yeah. well i don't know i don't know if they have more material that they can put into it um this is a movie that i i don't if if this is all we're gonna get i'm i'm i'll be a little let down uh i'd love to see more just because I really liked his character and I liked how he played it. He, they didn't play it for slapstick. They, there were no. certainly laughs, but it was all really kind of took itself seriously at the same time. Yeah, he, that was, that was good. Yeah. Bob Odenkirk did a great job doing this because he has those comedic chops and he was able to bring that into yeah. this where um, it was, and, and it kind of laughed at itself. You know, he, we also had some other, go ahead. Well, you, you talked about him having comedic chops and, and uh, that he, kind of had had the idea for this from based on the home invasion did you know that he wrote the saturday night live uh, well it wasn't saturday night live but it was chris farley the his motivational speaker matt foley oh uh, no uh, way down yeah and i lived in a van down, down by, the, by river. the river that was that was bob odenkirk because they used to do uh, second city and um he wrote that that whole thing was written, written for was it was based off Chris Farley, I guess, did some motivational speaker stuff sometimes <laughs> in, in it. And he wrote the, the, the dialogue for that whole scene and that kind of. So that's something that uh, Bob oh, that is, uh, is known for. That is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, so back when or, or if I ever get really drunk, I can do a really good Chris Farley <laughs> Uh, <laughs> living in a van down by the river. <laughs> so uh, that's funny. That's that's so awesome. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, we also had um, Connie Nielsen was in this as the wife, as Becca Marshall. Um, she's best known or recently best known as Wonder Woman's mom, right? Oh, right. Okay. That's yeah. right. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. You know, I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, Michael Ironside was uh, the father-in-law. And it was funny, like, I didn't realize it when I saw him then, you know, uh, and, and I heard people talking the name, and I'm like, oh, I got to pull this up and, and see. Uh, he, I, he, for me, he's, he, I know him mostly from Starship Troopers. He plays the, <laughs> the, the main badass... Uh, colonel or something. Colonel, yeah. yeah. And so that, that was always, you know, even his IMD pick, as soon as I see it, I'm like, oh, that guy's so good. Um, and then his brother, Harry Manziel, is Roz who is part of the Wu-Tang Clan. Oh, okay. And uh, so I guess a lot of his credit comes, and, I, and I'm and i kind of surprised that he's acting in this, but he didn't do the composing because uh, that's where he's got a lot of his uh, stuff on IMDb is as a composer. Um, he's won a couple, uh, I guess they're Emmys. I don't know if it, composers win Emmys or, or if they win a different name, but uh, he's done a lot of like uh, composing work on movies and stuff like that. So I thought okay. that was kind of cool that he was able to 
take that and make it into uh you know a movie job and i thought that was really cool um yeah that's about it for the the actors that i really you know saw and knew and did a lot of stuff what what'd you uh, think of the uh the bad guy the what's his name um Valadi or Aleski Serebrakov. That's that's the actor, but yeah, as 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 Julian, Julian, um, I I thought he was he was interesting. Like he played a good kind of psychoy kind of guy, but he wasn't threatening enough to me. Yeah, there was something annoying about him and silly, and I think that was part of the character, but. Yeah, I thought at some point he would get stomped by the bigger baddie that would kind of come in and and uh, be the the more yeah. threatening, and uh, maybe that's still to come if they continue. No, his he's dead. No, I he, know. He, but the oh, bigger, gotcha. A, a bigger baddie <laughs> would come in. I was gonna say because he ate a claymore. Yeah, he, he <laughs> ate it all of it. <laughs> that was <laughs> that was a which good... okay. Go ahead. It was a good. It was a good pull from from earlier in the movie to to end it. But that was one of the scenes I had an issue with. Okay. With I, I loved the beginning of it. I loved him, you know, eating the steak, uh, right? Why he's singing and, and and walking up and the whole thing. But then he he pulls off the thing and the the claymore is pointing up. So realistically, it's not going to hit hardly anybody in that area. Claymore shoot out. They don't. They don't. They're not like grenades where they. Uh, expand outward they just shoot in one direction that's the intention is you you point them um on the ground towards the where the enemy's coming from so it it had an idea but i think it failed in the mechanics of it okay so um you know but it, it was that whole thing yeah i got i, I got a an explosive I, I, that we're all gonna die if you you know whatever but I thought, Realistically. Was, I thought he was too careless when he crossed the street after he left because it seemed like that was their opportunity to, to, to shoot him. Oh, you know, there's was, a couple of them. Um, yeah. There, there's there's some very big issues with like, okay, you, you were pretty badass up until the point of then, and then it gets a little careless, like a little over the top, like um, that scene where he, yeah, he's just walking away, the Claymore. It just... The other thing is, is he would have had to pull that thing... One of those guys behind him could have shot him in the head, and it, he wouldn't have pulled his trigger at all. He would have just been dead. <laughs> so th- there, it was just mm, there were some things about that that I didn't care for. I love the idea of it though. Um, I didn't care that he was able to walk through all of his guards with all of the money and just you know it was a fun sequence, but it was a little over the top. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it got to the point where he was. I liked. You know, they show him earlier, he's kind of a gritty badass where he's fighting, he's taking hits, he's taking lumps, he's doing his thing. Even in the house, he was beating him up, but he wasn't getting away free. Then all of a sudden, it's just like he's untouchable with guns in his hand kind of thing. Yeah. So it kind of flipped it a little too too much for me in that aspect, but it's still a fun romp. Um, I love the uh, the uh, Home Alone in the, the warehouse, you know, setting up all the charges. I mean... It's funny because you didn't, I, I like, you know, they show him drilling the hole in the stairs and we get that payoff where, you know, the guys are in the stairs and the whole stairs blows up. Uh, there's the ones where he's using the rat traps. Mm, right. The shotgun shells. And so he lined them up on the wall and had them set up on a, so. Yeah, I saw were, that all play out, but I wasn't, I, I didn't put together the mechanics. I didn't, I wasn't, I, is that what I did afterward. Yeah. Okay. I was like, I was like, oh, that's so fucking cool. Like afterwards <laughs> I was like, that's awesome. 
there was there was one gun issue. Um, it had to do with a speaking issue where he's talking about his uh, redemption uh, story to the dead guys dying on the couch where he sees that, you know, he's supposed to take out the guy. And he's like, oh, I had a such and such gun to his head. And, oh, wait, no, it was a blah, blah, blah. It said it was a MPK 45 or something like that. And while he's doing that on the gun, it actually says nine millimeter right across the gun. So. <laughs> There was there was a little little gotcha in that, but it was you know not big. But I did catch it in the theater. He said forty five, but that just said nine millimeter. And then I read it later, and I was like, oh okay, I was right. Um, I th- I thought that was really cool. I kind of liked how the idea of him, kind of uh, why he decided to to retire essentially, or or how he became a nobody. You know, um, I had a little bit of issue with how he. <laughs> Like he he said it too. I overcorrected. Yeah, and he did because <laughs> first off, why is he the one who has to get the garbage out? He's got what sixteen, seventeen year old son. That motherfucker should have been shucking those cans down <laughs> the night before every fucking night, you know. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, so that the other one that bugged me, and I don't know if it bugged you, and, and it just I was like, and I don't know if it was if it was a, just a shrew bug, or I was like, oh man, that really sucks. So when he goes to bed and his wife's got that pillow set up as the divider on the bed. That bugged me. I was like, that's some fuck. I would have taken that pillow and thrown that shit across the room. <laughs> I don't, they didn't, they didn't really talk much about what the relationship between the husband and wife. You just got a sense that, the, you know, it was, it was dried up and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, no, yeah, I, I, I get I, it. I, and I was happy to find out that that she knew who he was because yes, I, um, I got the impression with the trailer that was something actually that I found out in the movie that the trailer didn't reveal. But you get a sense that the whole family is like, "Who is this guy?" But but no, she's uh, she's. Well, I think the aware. son and the daughter definitely didn't know. Didn't know a thing. Yeah, but we yeah, never see them. At, yeah. We never see them at the end too, so we never really get. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so this is this was an interesting thing someone was talking about. Like, so when he comes back to the house and he's about to release them from the 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 room, and he looks down and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" And he goes and cleans up, right? Yeah. But he doesn't clean up any of the people around. He just cleans himself up. Right. <laughs> goes takes, in. Yeah. Yeah. And, and walks. Dead, yeah. He covers. Uh, you know, he's the covering the daughter's eye, but he's making the son see it. And they're like, dude, that's a total flex. He's like, see, son, I can't whoop some ass. Want to talk some shit now? Jumping off the fucking banister, you badass. You know, yeah, you got a black eye. Look what I did, punk. You know, so I, I was like, I'm like, okay. I, I you know, I, I think what it was is they, they really played up the fact that he became such a just, um, they were calling it a beta male, which I, I think is the wrong. I don't, I don't like that term for it. I think he just became... Um, a in a very, podcast you're talking they called him a beta male yeah some of them okay. were called some people were calling him a beta male that you know they were playing that off and i was like no no that's 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 not the right term and and let's get away from descriptions like that because every you can't be one you know it's not a, it's not a good term i don't believe um what i think it was is is he was trying to not put he was trying to be the 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 let everything go guy you know not, let nothing bother him let nothing you know in the in the montage in the beginning right i think it's his brother-in-law who honks at him every morning as he drives in with the truck behind him 
you know, which yeah. that 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 annoyed me. I was like, motherfucker, you honk at me one more fucking time. But see, he he just let it go. He was a better man than me because I would I'd have smashed his fucking headlight. But you know, that's what I'm saying is is he was he was he's being that better man. He's letting he's letting all the the microaggressions go. Yeah, but you're right as far as the, you know that becomes an overcorrection if, if yes if you're gonna look away look away at everything you know not or, yeah not address he, yeah he didn't he didn't get his son to get up and take the trash out. You know, his wife, you know, when she goes, oh, you missed the trash again, he did turn around and go, you know, you could have put it out too, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's making the breakfast and they all just walk out. And That was one of those scenes where I feel you. When he dumped <laughs> the eggs, I was like, oh, yeah, motherfucker, I feel you. I've done that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, so I, I thought that was great. I loved some of the other stuff that he had that was just real casual and kickback, his, his record collection. Yeah. It just seems so cool. And, and some people were like, how could he burn that? And I, I know one like, of it, it was oh. like a fuse, the one that finally takes the whole thing out. It's- so so someone was saying on one of them that vinyl is very flammable. Is that what I don't know? Okay. I, I don't know. But I, I so he had all I thought it was records. some sort of Mission Impossible thing. Like if you put the right record on, it's going to light. Well, it. I think that's what it was. Okay. It, it was okay. his it was it was planned out. Yeah, essentially. I think that's what it was. He had one record because, you know, he looks through it and pulls it out and he put it on there. Because I remember when he put the needle down and starts sparking, I'm like, that's not a normal record. No, (laughs) I'm like, that's got some magnesium in it or something. But I was like, that's a cool idea because he said he mentioned there. It even mentioned that the house was like four to five. I don't know. It's something about it'll 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 the fire will heat up to a certain temperature. So all your bones will be gone. Yeah. (laughs) Over 400 degrees, uh, the uh, bones don't leave ash or something like that. And he goes, and this room's uh, fortified enough that it's going to get well over 2,000 or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, oh, yeah, you guys are done. <laughs> I love that scene, though. He turns around, he's talking to him and, like, telling him his story. And he turns around, they're all dead. Like, <laughs> I, I kind of wish he would have got one more of those. I, I kind of wish he would have got another one somewhere down the line. Because he only did the two. Right? That's right. Yeah, the, that's what I said. Yeah. And he did the other I, one I, I, after the car crashed. and he, he Yeah, the, the Black Russian, which I thought was funny. He's like, <laughs> I've never met a Black Russian. Yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> and I thought that was, that was pretty funny. Um, diversity, right? We got diversity in this movie. We got a Black Russian, a Black brother. Uh, one of the sh- gunmen was a woman. Uh, she was the one in the car that pulled the knife out of her shoulder and then ate it in the head in the car ra- <laughs> crash. You know, I, I remember you pointed that out. Wait, wait, well, uh, what was it? The so the the woman that was in the front seat of the car when they had him in the trunk, she pulls that kitchen knife oh, out of right, her shoulder. Right. Yeah. But then after the car wreck, he looks in and she's got the knife through the. <laughs> it's like should have just left it in your shoulder. <laughs> But I just yeah. thought that was kind of neat. Like she was the the one female uh, gunman that you know she survived the first house part. So she. And what does he have to pop his? He like has to pop. His oh, he thumb. pops his thumb out of place. All the. That was another uh, verbal uh, cue that I gave everybody in the theater that I that made me squeezy <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Which I back in the theater was great. Uh, I can't. I think it was when um, when Pop shot the guy. Uh, one of the guys down a couple rows in front of us really loud. Whoa! And I was like, yeah, we're back in the theater. That's good I know, stuff. it's fun. It's fun to, to have a little bit more interaction with the, with the audience, yeah. And this is a good one for it. This is one that you could almost have a little bit of a chitter-chatter. That's Action movies are always great for that. Yeah, action movies, it's nice to have a lively crowd. Um, it's got a lot of good whoa moments. <laughs> I remember, I think I've mentioned this in the podcast, one of my favorite film experiences was a movie that I wasn't that fond of, but it was Die Hard 2, and it was back when it came out. Die Hard 
too die harder um, with the airplane, you know, the, the airport. Yeah, yeah. But I saw it on opening night in a packed, uh, you know, stadium style seating theater. And, you know, they had the beach ball that before the movie <laughs> started, you know, bouncing around. And then the whole crowd was just nuts. But it was it was nice. It made the movie uh, more bearable. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That, uh that was an interesting thing too is people were were kind of um talking about the the comparisons this movie can make you know right away everybody's going to compare it to john wick you know but that's that's natural the the director not the director but um the writer, the writer yeah was part of all three john wick movies so but they were also talking like rambo and i think you even said rambo once and stuff like that yeah and i started to think about that you know the the these type of movies um, have had such a huge change from the movies we got in the 80s, in the 90s with like the Rambos, the Predators, and, uh, you know, the the stars never got hurt. The stars never, you know. Yeah, that's true. And now it's, it's almost, uh, I, I don't know what made the change, but I mean, I really like the John Wick style, this, this style, some of the other ones. You know, we, we did, uh, uh, was it Extraction? Um, right. Uh, I think those are just so much better where it's, it just has a little bit more realistic feel. I love the old, you know, I loved Predator and stuff like that too, but it, these have such a different feel that I think these are these are more fun. What about uh, Equalizer, Denzel Washington, the remake of the old series? Yeah, That's kind of got the That was good too. Yeah, they also brought up um, Taken um, was another one. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I liked it, but I didn't like Taken as much as I do like the John Wick and I like this uh, the, for some reason. Equalizer yeah, they, was a... Yeah, th a good this one. this one has a little bit more levity. It you know it's it, there's there's more humor behind it, uh, but not not slapstick again. It's yeah. It's, it just I mean, Taken had some great lines. You know, I have a certain set of skills and stuff like that on the phone. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the memes where it's like. Uh, <laughs> The best meme I've ever seen with that is, you know, you usually have him on the phone. He's like, I, I know where, uh, who you are and where you are. And then they show the other clip and it's like, um, uh, what's his, uh, God damn it. I can't think of the guy's name. Um, Chuck Norris. <laughs> He's like, who's this? You know, or they do the who dis. And then the next one is like, oh, my sorry, uh, wrong number. <laughs> it's like, I was like, that's just fucking hilarious. Uh, you know, that, just stuff like that that they've been able to do off of movies like that. I, I think this is a great movie for, for entertainment. Um, you know, uh, like I said, oh, that one of the one of the other things, one of the first things I thought of uh, yesterday when I was um, listening to some podcasts about it is uh, this is kind of the movie that we would get if we ever really found out if Mr. Rogers had, was a <laughs> Marine sniper, right? You know, the, the, uh, yeah, the myth. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the urban myth that he is, you know, he was an, uh, a Marine sniper. I started thinking about it. I was like, yeah, that's, this is what it would be. This, this is Mr. Rogers that really has that past. And all of a sudden someone, you know, takes one of his little puppets from, from uh, the make-believe uh, land and he has to go get it back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, so, someone takes his sweater. <laughs> you, you mentioned Zack Snyder cut. But this, this is also like the Clark Kent. You know, he's the mild-mannered reporter. You know, take right. out, you know, take off your, your glasses and your Superman. I mean, that's the extreme, but it kind of plays off that same sort of idea. Here's a here's a here's a mild mannered individual, but he's got a past and and it works. Right. One of the cool things I saw, too, and it, it made me really think about this. It, it, this really fits in this 
is a it's a tagline and i don't remember if it was in the movie or somewhere else but it just said never underestimate a nobody <laughs> and i was like that's awesome when the uh when the uh, the 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 baddie uh yusof or yulian sorry uh, yulian uh asks for information about this guy and, oh and, great scene <laughs> and and the and the assistant you know she digs in and finds and finds the redacted uh documentation that she right. ended up coming in and just throwing on the ground and said i'm out of here or something but it did say on there it, what wasn't redacted it said nobody it said, it said nobody so uh so that was more than just uh, a title for the movie or, or an offline yeah. line that was something to do with who well, he was. The time. best part of that is she opens up the door, she, she throws it at him, like, I'm out of here, you don't even have to pay me, um, I'm none of this. Yeah. <laughs> and, <it's> like, <laughs> and, and then how she got that information, though, was she sent the the uh, BDSM uh, pictures to the guy, which I was trying to think, I'm trying to think of who that guy was. Um, I see him in a couple different things, and he's funny. Um, JP... Oh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't recognize him. Uh, I've seen, uh, what was he on? Veep, ER, Eurotrip. Um, he just, he has this look. I think he's done a lot of comedy short stuff too. Um, but he, uh, he's, I think he's even, a, he might even do some stand Um, but yeah, it just cracked me up when, uh, when he, you know, he sees, oh damn, I gotta go find this guy. Cause. He just had that look, and um, I've seen the guy in some other stuff. I just can't remember what it is at the time. But he does, he's in a ton of stuff. I think he does a lot of bit parts. And he was the voice of Scrappy and Scooby-Doo. Is that right? <laughs> that makes sense. He, he kind of looks like a Scrappy. Um, yeah, that was that was a great scene. I love that. Um, I love that. I thought the daughter uh, was super cute and like like had the perfect emotions in it too. Like yeah. when she comes over and jumps over uh, uh, the th- the couch, and then Dad, you know what? We need a cat. <laughs> Played off perfectly because we open that we open this movie with him in in the the in inter- interrogation room, right? Handcuffed, smoking a cigarette, pulls out a can of tuna, <laughs> a can opener, and then a cat. <laughs> and you're like. Did and it's funny. One one of the people on another podcast was like, "Did did anybody frisk him? Like, <laughs> how the fuck you get a cat, a can of tuna, and a can opener in there?" Well, you know, that's a, um, he's he, you know he's able to 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 ninja into a into a house. Yeah. You know, he's <laughs> right. Orifices he can slide. You know, stuff those. But into it's funny. It. So they open up with that, and and as soon as they go, you know, they start the everything, and then as soon as he goes to work the first time, and the the lady at work is hitting the the ceiling. I don't know if you heard it, but I heard the cat meow. I didn't hear the cat meow. I heard you say, oh, I bet that's the cat. And I thought, oh, yeah. that's a good call, Noah. <laughs> um, yeah. I picked it up right away. I was like, yeah. oh, yep, that, that's where that cat's coming from. So I, I thought that was really yeah. cool. It was a really cool cat, too. It had a good look to it. I liked it. A little <laughs> okay. gray, a little white, furry. <laughs> I, I'd be down with a kitten like that. I didn't know you were a cat critic. I, I'm a cat daddy. <laughs> I, I Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a cat guy myself. Um the other part of it is so uh, we talked about I, well I talked about it. I don't know if you feel the same way I thought the the final scene the the final third uh, had a little bit of a letdown just because it went more guns blazing not as much uh, not as much intrigue and in, in, I mean he had the the, the 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 montage to set it all up the Home Alone scene 
and that was cool. But then after that, it kind of just was like fire, fire, gunfire, fire, guys I, falling down. I absolutely agree. And, and I thought even even after that, they do the three months later and they're buying another home or, you know. Or, oh, yeah. And and to me, it seemed like there were some opportunities on on having a little bit more extending that act out, making it a little bit more intriguing, a little bit more character yeah. arcs, and, uh, you know, especially some of these minor characters that you can get a little bit more resolution out of um, and make it more, you know, where, where screenplay really has to step up. Not, you know, you got your action choreography. That was fun. That was great. Yeah. But that's not in the screen. That's That's just, you know, how do you... I could just see the screenplay saying, okay, you know, when you get to page page uh you know 50 on a 90 90 (laughs) minute uh script or 90 minute script and page 50 says you know final act um you know fight to blaze you know fight (laughs) and that's it and then (laughs) the end you know i so a lot of a little bit of a letdown yeah yeah i think what i would have liked to seen is a is a lot more of the home alone style you know they did a couple of them like there were some really clever ones like we talked about earlier with the shotguns and the the um, shotgun shells and the rat traps and the, yeah. the grenade and the press and some other things. I would have liked to have seen a lot more of that than, than just the come around a corner, shoot a guy, come around a corner, shoot a guy, um, you know, sniper I, rifle. But I, I, I would have liked a little bit more it, of that. I, do you ever watch a movie and you can tell who has the upper hand by who they're, who they're filming? If they're filming from the, the enemy's point of view, you know, going through a house, you know that they're, they're beaten. They're going to get the, the, <laughs> the, the good guy's going to pop out. But if they show it from the good guy's point of view, then, you know, you, you're a little bit more, oh, something he's he's on the lookout. He doesn't know what's going on. It, right. They did a lot in this one of the, the enemy point, their point of view as they were walking in, going around. And you just knew he was going to pop out everywhere and, and yeah. start taking them all out. So there wasn't the you weren't really as afraid that anything bad was going to go going to go down it like was, i would have i would have rather seen a little like okay take out the number of guys right it seemed like there was an endless number of russians <laughs> getting shot yeah. i would have like okay let's let's say let's say they're going to be limited to 15 but let's not let, let's wound some of them and have to have to finish them you know not like everyone one shot down kind of thing. i i think that would have been better i i mean i don't know it was still a lot of fun um if my if I have any criticism, that's that's my portion. Besides the fact where he runs through all of the the guards guarding the the retirement of the entire uh, Russian mafia um, money, you know, pallets and pallets of of dollar bills, and is able to light them on fire. Um, yeah, with by himself. <laughs> you know, I'm like, really? Like that? That seems uh, that's some pretty pretty piss poor security. Like I, I have a harder time getting into Costco. Um, so uh, <laughs> just, yeah, uh, I I just I thought that was a little little weak. I would have maybe maybe a little bit more planning on that would have helped that, or you know something, or a little bit like less less people walking through and a little bit like it, it was more of a fun jaunt through it kind of make it a little more serious and a little more like rougher like fewer guys a little bit harder fight um, i did like mis- it. mission impossible like the, yeah like, yeah like having to break in uh to a yeah. to a bank vault you know and... like let let us see that his intelligence is a little bit more there too instead of just this brute force killing machine um i think that would have helped it a lot but you know again ha- definitely an entertainment movie you know uh it's funny i was uh 
people that really liked it, they were rating it high. Like a lot of people were rating this four out of five type numbers and stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, IMDb has it as, as almost an eight. And I think, uh, Rotten Tomatoes is in an eight, eight, eight 8.5 or something like that. So people are rating this really high. Um, I might, my, my rating on this would, would probably be a little bit lower overall, but I have to, to um, you know, make a, a Jessica Pose to say that. A if what? It, you're, make a what? <laughs> I, I said it wrong. I, um, <laughs> okay. I was uh, just, trying to think uh, of the word. Yeah, just, Jessica just, Alba. <laughs> Juxtapose. Juxtapose, okay. <laughs> Juxtapose. I started to say it, and my, my mouth went, you're not saying it right. I went, ah, blow, blow through it's it. That, Thank, that, thanks for that, calling. It's that 9.5% catching yeah. up with you. Thanks for calling me out on that one. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was trying to figure out what you were saying. <laughs> Sorry. My juxtapose is that if we were rating this on just a popcorn entertainment style movie, I would rate it high. If I'm rating this on a full-on story, everything goes, it's going to drop. So mm-hmm. it, that's where it, it seems, uh, you know, I, it, it, has to, it has to be categorized uh, for rating, essentially. I get that. So if you're, I get if that. You're, you, you know, yeah, it's almost like you'll like this movie if, if you can handle violence and you just, <laughs> just want to enjoy a character. And if, if, if what you get out of the trailer is enough, then, uh, you know... Then go but to I mean, town. even 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 compared to even compared to some other movies that are violent and and like I mean, you compare this to like a uh, a Band of Brothers series or a, a um, why can't I th- uh, damn it, Saving Private Ryan type movie, right? Yeah, where a lot of violence and stuff like this, this is not going to hold a candle to it because that had those have the deeper stories and the person you know it has all of it. Yeah, this, this, right. This, well, and that has history too. Yeah, that's. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Is is like so? It, you, you know, it's not just the violence that you know. It's the action, and so like. But if you're also one that like, if you're very much into those old school Rambo and predatory type movies, where or you know one of the um, the, the director he he did that um, hardcore Henry. Yeah, right? I saw that. And, yeah. And if so, it's if you like stuff like that, you're gonna like this. If you like those type of fast-paced action, uh, run and gun uh, type movies, you're well, hardcore enjoy Henry this. was all POV too. It was much more the video game yeah. style. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and and I think they hoped it would be more successful when it came out because it it got people's attention. Got people's attention, but it was. I like, started. It, it was kind of like I snakes was... on a plane. It got a lot of attention at the time, but then you know failed at the box office miserably. Well, it missed because you know you don't have those motherfucking snakes on this mo- plane. <laughs> right. um, uh, no, uh, I remember when Hardcore Henry came out. I was excited to see it, and then I started to watch it. And I don't think I ever got all the way through it. I got really bored really fast. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I don't even remember why. It, it could be something. It was nothing to do with the movie. I just remember not finishing it and not going back to it. Yeah. So, what about? Uh, did you ever end up watching Guns Akimbo? That's the one. No, I Daniel, didn't. I thought about that too. Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, we we talked had, about it when we did the, our tra- one where we looked at a whole bunch of trailers of movies coming soon. I did watch it, and there is some similarities, kind of in the in these movies. There's lots of violence. There's some levity, and uh, of course, it's a different situation. But uh, yeah, but. It seems it, I thought about that too when I was when I was thinking about things to review and I'm like I can't say that one because I never saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember like watching the trailer and going, yeah, I'm gonna like that. And so 
God. I think it was another one that I liked some of the setup, and it, in the end, I was a little let down by it where where it ended up, and I don't I don't remember it, so it, it didn't last. But another scene that we didn't really talk about in this, but we talked a little bit before the the, the non spoilers was the the car chase, um, you know, and that that was really well done. I thought that was very entertaining. Part of it had to do with the the soundtrack, which it. It's weird because it's a soundtrack, but it's also part of the movie because he actually pushes a cassette tape in with that song. And then you realize it's running the whole time <laughs> and then until he stops the car and then it stops. So literally he had his own soundtrack going as part of the movie to be part of the soundtrack of the movie. And I was like, that motherfucker. He's like, he's putting like double layers and some chips on a sandwich, you know. It's it's getting all of it. But I uh, that was a really um, exciting time in the movie for me, I think. Um, I know we talked about earlier. I got I got my beat going. I, yeah, you did. I started to drum. And uh, so it was very exciting. I thought that was a, a well done. Um, there was some good stuff in that one too. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to talk about i think we covered most of it um if not all i mean we didn't spoil 100 percent of it like there's still some nuggets in there uh <laughs> you know but we talked about the gist of it so um well i i think this is a movie though that that you're already a little bit spoiled by the trailer and it's it's not doesn't go too much more beyond that just because it's not a very sophisticated movie as far as uh screenplay <laughs> is concerned i do think bob odenkirk really you know, he I kills it. I think that's why it's getting a lot of high reviews is because people are just rooting for him. He's got he just really relaxes into this role. And I th I think they need to have another season of uh, what about who was it? Better Call Saul. Better shooting. Call Saul and have him come back as this guy. <laughs> like like Saul just all of a sudden goes like, yeah, you know, I used to be a sniper. Up, you know, you done <laughs> fucked up. You know. <laughs> they're shooting uh, Better Call Saul now. In fact, I think that interview I saw where he was talking about this movie, they are, they've already shot one episode, and he does. I, this is the last season, and Better Call Saul is, of course, a pre pre series to Breaking Bad, and uh, so so we know you know at least kind of what happens after, but there's still a lot of mystery to what's what's his his overall arc so i'm really excited about season i five. haven't watched any of it yeah I'm, uh you know well it took I mean, me a while i watched season one a long uh, you know early on and it wasn't until i think last year that i just went went through them all uh and <laughs> kind of got more well, it's also been it's been forever since i watched breaking bad too and i know that that's one of your you were all over that and loved that and i was kind of like mediocre um <laughs> there's parts you know what it's a good show and and i have to say but what it is to me is there's so much in it that irritates me like makes me mad kind of things like yeah. the characters and stuff that i think well, that takes and, away from me yeah and i I'm, i know that's there's a lot built into those characters a lot of people really hate the wife uh because <laughs> she's kind of an enabler and she puts up you know the some of the stuff that she well it's hard to like any of them and and then Come you on. start and then you start rooting for uh for what's his name walt and uh no you and, don't and sometimes you, you, you do you, sometimes you don't you root for jesse you never root for walt walt's a dick the whole, whole time <laughs> well see now jesse came out he got his own movie his own breaking bad finale uh, last year that came out on oh on, did he yeah yeah they did like another you know two hour finale that shows what happens to jesse after the last uh episode oh, of i might bad. have to go see that so because he's the only one i liked through the like like you don't like his drug buddies. His drug buddies, uh, the two, uh, two, 
two meth heads. No, that are, that are, that... no, I didn't. I literally didn't. And I didn't even like Jesse all the time. But I just like he's the only one that I root for because I felt like he just got he got a bad deal. And like, you know, like kind of just he never had someone to pull him out of it. And where Walter White was old enough to know he was just you know, he was just a dick. And then he did some dick things. He did. He did a lot of dick things. I just was so I, I thought his motivation throughout, as fucked up as it was, it really created that character from something that you could, you could, you could, you can really. Well, he had behind. great motivation, well, but then it's like you got great motivation, and then you went dick move. Like he had, he had, he go right, be a good guy, go left. That motherfucker took so many lefts, <laughs> so many lefts. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hey, but it. you killed it in your Halloween costume. You really did a oh, good. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, I did Walter he- Heisenberg. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to give you that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've killed this one pretty much. Um, so I would recommend this for everybody to see. Nobody, uh, if you can see it in the theaters, definitely see it in the theaters. I think it's a, it's a good theater movie. If you can't, yeah, it's still good to see at home. Um, I, I think theaters are fun just because it's nice to get back. I don't think it's necessary to see it in the theater, though. Um, I think you're wrong. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to 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 to. I, I, I don't know what what I'd give it. I'd probably give it like a three out of five or a seven out of ten. Um, I, I yeah, know, yeah, I know I'm all right there. Uh, I know what you mean by uh, depends on what you're looking for. I thought I think the screenplay could have used a lot more uh, character arcs in there with some of these minor characters just to kind of give it a little bit more. I want to see a director's cut that's like two yeah. and a half hours long where we get some background. Like yeah. I want I want to know why the wife is why she you know why she put that pillow in between them. Like what was the motivation <laughs> before that? Like why was the son such a dick? Why couldn't he just like you know take the trash out instead of leaving yeah. it up to his dad? You know, yeah, movies. Why, can, why was movies can usually get was, away with not telling you all the information, but it's enough to just kind of get you through. This one seemed like it was it was it wasn't enough. There was just you know, you know why did why did Julian think that he was a good singer? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. <I> know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we need is we need a prequel to this of of Dad. We need uh, you know the the Christopher <laughs> Christopher Lloyd uh, prequel. Where he, where he's the, he's the badass FBI dad teaching his two kids how to be assassins. What would you want to see? What would you want to see if they came back with another one? Would you want to see a prequel or would you want to see? No, another? no, not a prequel. I, I think you go. I think you go. I think you go sequel on this one, and it is um, the 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 Russian mob, right? The big bads find. Oh, excuse me. I was at nine point five escaping. Uh, those uh, the 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 Russian mob finds out that he he had something to do with this, so they come after him again. But this time, you know, he's got his family set up. Like maybe not the daughter, but like the son. You know, maybe it's like two years later. The son, you know, he's eighteen already, and and his dad's teaching him some shit. So his dad's kind of got his back. Or right? maybe or and, maybe uh, his daughter's dating someone, and and because you still need to have that sort of humor in. In 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 here, this mild oh, family guy, and in the you know, if he's all, are everyone's well, already aware of no, who he was, is. Okay, go ahead. But no, like, well, the son, like, he's got to teach him how to do this shit. So he's trying to be that dad, that that you know, motivational dad, like you out there throwing the ball, trying to teach the kid how to play, you know, softball or baseball or football or whatever. But what it is, is he's trying to teach him how to be a sniper. So he's got to still be that that dad but he's got to be a badass about it too you know <laughs> so that's that's where i think and then and then the dad and the brother kind of swoop in and uh end up helping out and you know there, there's some interaction like that maybe the wife even gets into it like 
you know, she's tired of getting her house blown up, so she fucking loses on some dude and beats him with that pillow. You <laughs> Mr. Know, and Mrs. Smith type <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like maybe she turns out to be like, okay, look, okay, you know, we, we, we didn't work as when we weren't doing this together. We didn't work when we, you know, so now let's do this together and be that family. Maybe they turn the daughter in, you know, she, she's, she's the one throwing grenades up to him to halab. Did you see uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Brad Pitt, yes. and Jolie? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay, awesome. That's another movie. one that's kind of the same sort of genre. Uh, yes, very much so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because it's that action, violently, but comedy-ish. That, yeah, that one's a little bit more tongue in cheek, whereas this, I think, still tries to play it a little bit more uh, serious in its in its. <laughs> in Although its they tone. they went real they really went comedy-ish with the the Russian gangsters. A little yeah. bit, you know, yeah. and, 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 you know, well, it's a Russian director, so that had with it, but yeah, like the whole club scene and how he was kind of, you know, I don't know any Russian gangsters personally, so I, I don't know if that's how they are. I don't know, you know, are they more this or are they more, you know, John Wickish? Are they, you know, I don't know any Russian gangsters, so I can't speak to it. So. Okay. Well, gotta, gotta put that in your, in your to-do list. Get to know yeah. some Russian gangsters. <laughs> get, to, get to know some Russian gangsters. Hey, tell me, is this how you guys do it? Are you guys into karaoke? Is that what it is? Um, so, all right. Well, I think I think we've we've beat this one to to death. Um, nice. Like I said, don't don't uh, don't underestimate nobody out there. Um, <laughs> you never know. Like anybody can be just you know. You can go from Mister Rogers to uh, Rambo in in a heartbeat. So. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, that's it for us tonight, then, I guess. Uh, anything left to say, Steve? Well, we'll be back next week with our MCU series. Uh, we've mm. got uh, uh, hopefully the one I'm watching, uh, which is uh, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> Daredevil. Please tell me you're watching Daredevil. Daredevil season two. Season yeah. Two. So we'll be back. Hey, with... speaking of a badass, <laughs> season two has some badass in it. So. Yep, it does. Yep. Yeah. So, right. yeah, one more series in uh, MCU. Yeah, join us for that um, next week um, for MCU Daredevil Season 2. All right. And that's it. Good night. Good night. Good night.